Welcome to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. I am your host, DJ Motri, here for episode 180. I wanted to take this time to dive into a topic that isn't necessarily a current trending topic, but an observation of what I've seen in the culture. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's learn more about black wealth from a different perspective from what I've been seeing. Recently, I sat down after having a great jazz session. I like to listen to jazz uh, sometimes throughout the week. I listen to different music. I listen to hip-hop, jazz. Uh, jazz Got Soul, one of my favorite playlists on Tidal. Um, sometimes I'll even uh, just listen to soul music. So I kind of vary where I listen to my music at. And so I did a search as I was listening to this great music on Tidal, um, I did a search on YouTube for black wealth. And the first thing I saw, uh, one of the first things I saw was why blacks aren't wealthy. And then I scrolled over, saw another video, and it says the three reasons why blacks will never be wealthy. And then you look at another one and it's all these reasons for why we aren't wealthy. And I said, well, that's the problem right there. The problem in our culture is we have created a narrative for why it won't be. And so Black Equity Podcasts and other podcasts have to speak into the life of our culture. And so let's do that. Let's start doing that. I think we've been doing that, but it's a realization for me. So what are the three ways uh, to create generational wealth? What are the three ways to create generational wealth? Let's study that. So the first way uh, for me is you do not necessarily have to, um, you know, invest in stocks. You don't have to do that. You can do that. Uh, For me, it's how do I invest in businesses in some sort? So that can be stocks or it can be private companies. How do I invest in upcoming startups? How do I invest in established brands? Where do I find these companies at? Or if I am a business owner, uh, where do I go so that I can find the investors uh, to invest in my company? But before I even go that far, why do we want to invest in those? Because we have more direct control over investing in brands and companies than we do uh, investing in the stock market, which a lot of time uh, can be manipulated. If we can invest in a solid team who has an obsession to win, has uh, everything in place as far as an executive team and their financials look great and everything is, is, is headed t- towards the right way, we have a better shot at seeing returns on our capital from the very beginning, just from the get-go. That could be a startup, that could be a private equity uh, transaction where we're dealing with a private firm. So to me, that's the first step of of wealth is the economics of things. How do we invest in companies and brands that are going somewhere? What are we looking for? As I said before, we're looking for a great executive team. Whenever I'm sitting down with a business is I want to understand the mind of the executive. Sometimes that could be a solo entrepreneur or it could be a, a group of different people. I want to understand, do they know the ins and outs of their brand? Do they, do they know the ins and outs of their industry? 
because I'm going to be relying on them heavily if I'm going to invest in them. If I'm going to put money behind them, I'm going to need them to return my investment tenfold, a hundredfold, sometimes even a thousandfold. Now, what am I bringing to the table, though? I don't want to just bring money to the table. That's not the kind of investor that I am. If I'm investing in something, I'm looking for sustainability. I'm looking for an opportunity to get access into an industry. Those are the things that I'm looking for whenever I'm looking to invest in a business. Now, you can say, hey, you know, uh, that's one avenue of creating generational wealth is, um, you know, investing in businesses of some sort. And I'll even throw investing in stocks as well in that. To me, investing in businesses could either be on a public scale, which would be stocks, or it could be on a private scale, which would be equity within a company, which hence the name of black equity. But where are the other areas within business that we can look at creating generational wealth? What other areas could we uh, find that? Well, we jumped right in, but maybe we should take a step back. What is generational wealth? For me, generational wealth is having access to assets or resources that will outlive me and my children. It has to get to my children's children. If it's not getting to my children's children, it's not generational. It's one dimensional. So I have to have something that can outlive me, outlive my children and get to my grandchildren. To me, that's generational wealth. It has to be some type of an asset that's paying something, right? It has to pay, it has to pay some type of a dividend. It has to pay some type of a cash flow uh, for my investment. So hence, we go back to our, per, our first uh, look at generational wealth, which is the business side and investing in businesses. Businesses can last forever if they're ran, ran properly. If we acquire a business of some sort, that can be passed through the, uh, the family or through uh, different means for the rest of our lives. So where is that second place going? Obviously, everybody wants to play the game of real estate. We either want to have a buy and hold strategy where we are looking to acquire a uh, property and then receive rent from that property. Or we are looking to acquire uh, properties to quickly sell to someone else and receive a finder's fee for that, or we're looking to invest in the stock market version, uh, which is a REIT. Uh, These are different areas within real estate that we could be investing in. Now, why do we want to invest in real estate? Because it gives us an opportunity to own real hard hard, uh, physical assets, a physical asset that can outlive our, our children or us and our children. So that that piece of real estate could could be something that's around for the next hundred years if held up correctly and it can keep paying us for the rest of our lives. So that's why people fall in love with real estate and real estate can be a really great opportunity to build generational wealth, especially if you are uh, finding the right market cycles. For example, if I'm able to find a really great property at a time where everybody else is um, uh I guess selling, right? Everybody else is selling. You find something at during a seller's market and you can get it on the on the low end, right? And maybe 20 years from now, that property that you bought for $80,000 is now worth $220,000. 
these are all, you know, hopes and dreams that you hope that it gets there, but it can happen. If you are a savvy investor, you will be able to notice when things are going on in this particular market where it may be beneficial for you to invest in real estate. What type of real estate are we looking at? You can look at single family properties. You can look at multifamily uh, properties. That means they have more than uh, one door uh, or more than one unit. Uh, then you can look at apartment buildings. You can look at uh, non-traditional ways of investing, which could be maybe a storage facility. Uh, you can look at hotels. These are different areas within uh, real estate that you could invest in. And as said before, you can also invest in the stock market version, which is the REITs, where you're investing in portfolios of funds that are invested in real estate. So these are the, the second area of generational wealth. Okay, so for me, it's business. It's uh, the stock market, which is buying into businesses. And then it's real estate and then the stock market version of the real estate. These are, to me, the most solid ways for you to create generational wealth. But what is the third way to create generational wealth? The third way to create generational wealth is something that many of us have been overlooking. And after this quick break, I'm going to tell you what, exactly what it is. I'm often asked, hey, DJ, what are you currently listening to? What is the music you're listening to? What are the podcasts you listen to? You can head over to Instagram at Black Equity Network and you can see the podcast that I'm listening to. I'm always listening to Pillow Talk podcast by Robin E. 93. I'm always listening to Hella Smart Mothers because I feel like they can give me a perspective that I'm not necessarily familiar with. I'm always listening to uh, Better Than You Pod, uh, where they're able to really dissect and go deeper into topics. Topics uh, that I may just even just touch the, the surface on. And I really love uh, going deeper into the, the perspective. Uh, Real Love 916. I love that that conversation, especially me having this heart uh, for what's going on on the West Coast and being able to uh, listen to Ashlyn give this uh, take on what's going on. So those are some of the podcasts I'm listening to. Currently, the music that I'm listening to includes uh, Rap City's new album, Eve. I love the uh, Raphael Sadiq album. I would definitely tell you to go listen to that. Uh, to me, that is next level. Uh, that is probably my favorite project right now is the Raphael Sadiq album. So those are some of the uh, some of the, the content that I'm listening to. So before we get back into the show, make sure you send me what some of the things that you're listening to. And let's have a discussion on them. Back to the show. The third way to create generational wealth for me is quite simple. It comes through wisdom and relationships. I think a lot of times we miss that boat. Recently on our Instagram at Black Equity Network, we've been posting a lot of different uh, monumental moments within black history and black, uh, black future. And there's been opportunities for us to partner with a lot of really great companies. What I've noticed recently is when you try to reach out to people and you want to work with them, uh, they don't value relationships. They don't return uh, DMs. They don't return messages. And so it creates this opportunity or lack thereof of missing out. And so I'm always on the uh, the mindset of anything that it, that doesn't show up or doesn't come. It was never meant for me anyway. So was, I'm not pressed about this at all. 
I just wanted to point out that I find it to be very uh, weird that people will t- tell you that collaboration is better than competition. And then when it's time to collaborate, everyone disappears. The reason why generational wealth is very important for the black community and for any community, really, is you want to make sure that you're leaving a legacy. The thing is, you're always going to leave a legacy no matter what. You're going to either leave a legacy um, that you're not proud of or that you are proud of. And so by focusing, focusing on generational wealth, hopefully that's something that you could be proud of. Now, your relationships matter because those are going to be the people that introduce you to those different businesses and different real estate opportunities. Once you get in tune with a, a group of people, uh, that becomes your family. Now, I will caution you to be very careful with creating a family that is so tight knit that when new opportunities come to you, you're not able to take advantage of them because you're so tightly wound to where you were before that you're not able to outgrow where you currently are. A true family of generational wealth thinkers understands that sometimes uh, someone must leave the nest in order to grow and expand the territories and bring those opportunities back to the family. The problem that I often see uh, in the culture is we are not necessarily uh, okay with someone outgrowing us. We're not okay with someone expanding without our say-so. And so we uh, look for opportunities to dictate when somebody should expand, when somebody should grow, and who they should work with. Instead of being collaborative, in many ways we become dictators. We want to dictate the way people move, the way people act, and the way people are. And if people do not align with uh, our way of thinking, we are quickly going to discard them or not respond to them whatsoever. The third piece of uh, generational wealth is relationships and wisdom. Relationships and wisdom uh, are just as important as the business and the real estate deals that you are uh, trying to acquire. Who you are spending your time with in conversation matters. The type of intellect that these people have. The type of vision that these people have, the information in which they're sharing, uh, you know, having your children being able to communicate with their children. These are all important facets to consider. Now, I've seen in the culture where um, if someone does not fit a certain type of class status, then they're not even willing to work with them. I'm not suggesting that. I believe you can have a, a millionaire mindset, you can have a multi-million dollar mindset, and still be able uh, to really speak with anyone of all walks of life. Because really, it's the common man where you may get most of your wisdom from. He may be able to tell you what is currently hot in the streets. He may be able to tell you what is currently happening with other consumers for you to be able to uh, create new products and services for them. So I do not believe in being uh, higher than anyone else or lower than anyone else, but to understand that every single person brings with them wisdom and understanding. I bring this episode to you as a footnote uh, for all the other episodes that we've had, and then as a pre, uh, prerequisite for all the future episodes that we will be having. I found this to be very important for us to slow down for a second and look at generational wealth just on the foundational surface. So that way, as we are talking further in these other conversations that we're having, we have a reference point. This episode serves as a reference point as we dig deeper into the culture and look at more generational wealth opportunities. We've presented to you many different areas uh, for you to grow.
We've presented how to nurture your mind. We've presented how to be savvy. We've presented how to look at politics. We've presented how to, um, you know, talk about what's going on in culture and music. We've presented a lot of different ideas to you to ingrain into your spirit a new you. In many ways, we've spent the last uh, seven months looking at how do we grow and expand your mind. And now that we've grown and expanded your mind, now we go into a new dimension. Now we enter generational wealth. See you on the other side.